you play trading card games? Of course you do. That's why you're listening to slash watching this thing. If you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast brought to you by Sunburn. Please wear sunscreen when you do uh, Mother's Day stuff with your girlfriend's family. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And I am looking at myself on uh, my side of the camera and it's like, this is two days later and it's still like healed. Yeah, I don't think people can tell very well. They can't, but in real life it's like you poke it and there's a little... See well, that? Yeah. Just don't poke it. <laughs> All right. Um, so... We're talking about, uh, uh, as Rupier put it off mic, D series bloat. Um, mm -hmm. now, what so, do you mean by that? Smelling like a rose because nobody said I'm dead and bloated. Uh, they, of the five set one grade three bosses, those being. So, by set one, just to clarify here, you mean like Orphis, Hex Orb, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Orphis, Hex Orb, Eugene. Arrow Magnus and Zorgo. Right. They have only given an alternate form or like another like you know thing of support to two of them in the festival mm -hmm. collection set review we did last week. That yeah. Zorgo. And then you know they've also recently introduced several waves of bosses, multiple sets in a row. So like yeah, especially sorry, go ahead. So like you know after set three we got like retrains of all of the TD bosses, which is. Not the worst, mm -hmm. all things considered, but then, like, set five is a whole new wave of bosses. They're introducing three new TDs, which will likely get support six, set six, and then, you know, we just had the festival collection where only 40% of the old bosses that still need support got supported. One thing I think is interesting is, like, the best XND at the moment, I think, I think all five of the original starters are very good decks. Yeah. Um, Bastion, and, you know, Nirvana, Magnolia, uh, Prison, and prison. the mm -hmm. other one. Uh, Bruce. <laughs> right? yes. All those decks are good, right? Yeah. yeah. They're at least um, solid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of them, I think, like, I think some of them are quite a little stronger just out of the gate. Like Magnolia, Bastion, I think, maybe have a slight head yeah. of the race here. Um, randomly, Gravidia is something. Yeah, and, like, yeah, it's Gravidia has had tons of, like, pretty good support. Like over time, right, and has yeah. a strong advantage engine as well. Um, Beck's able to like pretty much grind out a game as well as you know as well as anyone else, mm -hmm. despite not having a powerful like turn four as a deck. Well, I mean, it has powerful turn four and Persona Ride, but not like you know the the big the big raid force. Mm -hmm. um, but like all of those decks have re received quite a good good support and have been pretty, you know, have, have been, like felt like. Uh, you know, they were they they mattered in some sense, mm -hmm. and I'd like to bring up a small point about why I think about why Gravidia in particular maybe is a little ahead of the race and an alternate boss that kind of jumped jumped ahead. Is that I think a big part of it is that it's not in Dragon Empire and Keter Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Interest so, why? Interesting. So the reason I bring this up is because when Hexa Orb and Eugene would have gotten another set of support, those nations instead got Draconic Overlord 
and Phantom Blaster Dragon. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. So those two in particular are even further like down the road of support. Obviously, those decks were also worse off to start with, but also didn't get the support that uh, other bosses from other clans, say, Barrow ended up in a better spot, right? Yeah. Than those decks. Um, Zorga is also very bad, but that's for a different reason, I think. Um, I think Zorga has gotten support. I think it's mostly just yeah. support's just not good enough for, for Zorga specifically, yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. much any but at least order... he, like, got a new form in the festival collection. Any order that gets released is Zorga support by itself. Which is, but... well, no, that's not true. Uh, then, uh, what is it, natural intelligence or whatever? It's definitely not Zorga support. What I'm saying is that, like, because he has that ability to, like, alchemy magic and stuff, the problem is he doesn't have a shortage of good orders. He has a shortage of good rear guards yep. and abilities to mm-hmm. multi-attack. Which he's you're basically playing. Getting. You're basically playing all the good Magnolia rears, except they don't work properly in Zorga. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then like, there's Flagbird, but also all the flag, like a lot of the Flagbird support meshed with Magnolia because they both multi-attack. Yeah, and it feels Zorga, like. It's- Sorry, go ahead. Zorga is just kind of left in this awkward position. It's like the puberty of the three uh, mm. three archetypes. It's just somewhere in the middle, not being able to mesh too well with the other ones. It actually, the Flagbird sport is actually, I think, pretty good, but there's yeah, actually no reason to bother playing Flagbird when you can just play Magnolia and do effectively mm. the same thing, but better. <laughs> Completely unrelated. Shout out to Outer Orange for getting third place at Atlanta. Nice. <laughs> Flagbird. Uh, I'm just saying. Do whatever you want, right? Okay, whatever. So, that being said, like, we we don't know what these new TDs are going to do. We haven't really seen much of set five. Is it the next one coming up? Right. Okay. Um, So, obviously, we could be completely wrong on this, but I don't think it's good that Bouchard is doing this, especially where they have this... They made a point of name-locking a lot of the earlier cards. So any sort of, like, upgraded form that these things are getting are also locking them out of their own support. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was kind of the case with uh, things like... uh, You know, the the one I often point to is um, Diamondaro and Magnolia, which you can't use with the grade 4 Magnolia. So you were forced to just drop this card that was so... Uh, integral to making the original Magnolia work. Um, yeah, but you, I mean, you, I think I, I think the make, the cards that fill in those slots are still like fine enough. Yeah, well, but that's once the you shovel the money for epic, right? Yeah, but it's the exception, not the rule. It's mm-hmm. um, you, you, you're you're getting things like um, what's it called? Like in in Bruce, uh, you can't use Leonard anymore. Um, which was like remember, remember when Leonard came out? We like collectively shat our pants. <laughs> that card was great. Yeah. It was. Great. We are past that time. Yes. Oh, no, I, I did actually look uh, to issue a correction. They they are still playing Eden as a uh, basically like uh, two or three of just as a check, because it is the uh, its retire effect is sometimes not irrelevant. And it gains a crit for no reason. Yeah. So we can. I just wanted to refer back to that uh, from the festival collection. 
Oh, from last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm wondering, is, like, especially as they add more, um, are, like, add more bosses that likely do different stuff, uh, it's going to get harder and harder to support uh, the, you know, these archetypes. Um, True. Bosses, do you, like, at some point, feel, do they just take the help? Yeah. What? I feel like we're like probably still too soon to for some of these boss monsters to be irrelevant, especially because a couple of them are getting new forms. And so, you know, that is my concern with the current waves of support is that how are they going to, you know, balance that? Because we just got all the new set five bosses. And so those decks, a lot of them are already pretty good on their own, but, you know, some of them need more refinement. And then we're going to get new TDs, which also need refinement. And then, you know, we have these boss monsters that are already falling behind because, you know, they're just not getting the support anymore. And so, and also sets are being released slower now because they're having to balance, like, V, premium, and standard. So we're only getting one standard set every, like, three months now. I still maintain that's a good thing in general, but... It is a good thing in general, but just... They're trying to ramp up the current pace of support, like, you know, they're releasing a new set for the format every month, but they aren't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know how they balance that. I don't either. I think, I would not be surprised if Bootsroad is at the point where they're just like, all right, we're just going to drop supporting Hex or Eugene. <laughs> if it long. happens, they'll never incident. say it, right? Yeah. yeah, they won't say it, but they're going to do it. And then people are just going to be sitting in the background being like, someday, I'll get yeah. things. Also, like, if we take away encounter cards, Keter Sanctuary is still, like, an archetype behind because they never got a third-wave boss monster. And while the TD does technically fill that role, there are two more TDs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're getting on to, like, the fifth wave of... Uh, fourth wave of bosses now with the new TDs. Mm-hmm. And Keter Sanctuary still didn't technically have its third. You know, they tech they made up for it by having two encounter cards, but encounter cards are also kind of dumb, anyways. Like not everyone can be lyrical and have like seven or whatever. <laughs> got it. Got to have those jewels, right? And also, one of the archetypes like actually is just really good. A lot of um, like I've been playing a lot of Master Duel lately in Yu-Gi-Oh, and uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh, even for like old old ass archetypes, every once in a while they'll throw they'll throw you a bone, right? Every few years or so, like, here, here's a Nordic card a decade later, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's not too late to really do that, even if it's just, um, you know, for a Eugene or whatever. And um, the point originally was to be, like, have that sort of flagbird Magnolia synergy where when you support this thing, you support everything else, and that kind of isn't the case for a lot of these older bosses, because like Shadow Token doesn't work with Prison, which doesn't work with Gravidia, and uh, you know Bastion doesn't really work with the Hex Orb stuff because you're not running a gajillion Great Threes mm-hmm. and Hex Orb and all the and you know throw pretty much anything at the wall and you have that mm-hmm. same thing. So I'm not really sure how to thread that needle of uh, all right, I'm gonna support this thing, but it also helps Barrow Magnus. Because it has to do with, you know, uh, X number of cards in yeah. soul or whatever. 
They're um, not even trying to support Borrow Magnus, right? Like every Dark State Soul card has been for greed on recently, but Borrow's just benefiting from it. Yeah. I think because Barrow was so broad of mm -hmm. um, a mechanic that pretty much anything slots into yeah. it pretty well. If it doesn't soul charge, good, awesome. Like, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. and then I think like lyrical is having the same problem, just distilled into one nation because there are seven archetypes, and they introduced like a new wave of them. So lyrical set two wasn't amazing. Wait, I'm, I'm trying to think of them all. So you have songs, you have uh, Willis, the, you have um, what, Friendship or whatever it was now. Yeah. Strong. Um, what am I missing? I got four. This is this is for nobody. I, I, I'm just trying to remember. Mm -hmm. um, <sighs> I probably do know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you. What, just to make me feel awkward? Yes. You're, you're a real pal. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, um, what card are we talking about? That, I'm, I'm just trying to remember I'm trying all to the think of all things. the lyrical archetypes. I probably can name them, but I'm not going to help. I, I, I was just... I, I heard somebody talking about um, uh, some some lyrical deck that, was, that, that might be good, but I'm not sure what it was. I just... Again, I've heard rumblings. Like, Kyrie is probably playable. Well, Kyrie was. I think yeah, that that one's it. I think. I think there's might be a playable Kyrie deck somewhere. Yeah, Kyrie's playable in Japan. I mean, yeah. Loro like did some stuff. I think right. friendship is copium, but I kind of want to play that. Loro indeed did some stuff. But if, if 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 the Kyrie deck sweet, then uh, you know that's pretty awesome. That's because uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it turns out. Are there a lot of good uh, lyrical cards? Uh, like no. Generic, sorry, generic lyrical cards. No, no, you no. probably have to mix it with something, right? Okay, you Which, definitely have to mix it with something. Yeah, my but general, my general philosophy on you, I have to write this, and then later in the game, I have to write this second thing to make sure it works. Don't just don't. that was limit break era. What are you talking about? Yeah. How how well did that work out for people? Not well. See, yeah. So well, first, I have to ride Chat Noir, and then and I have then... to ride Leopold. Yeah. It just wasn't. <laughs> and then I draw like seven cards. The yeah, only reason it it wasn't in like you know agonizing was everybody had to do it. You know. Yeah. And I don't. So. I don't know. I don't think it was. It, it was not that bad if you missed and in Leopold. It's mm -hmm. just you had this awkward moment where you'd be like 23, 11. 27. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it was. I just, I, I don't, I, I really hope that we get something similar to that with whatever Leopold Reverse turns out to be. It was so good. Yeah, I still, ha <laughs> I, I have my set of SVRs, so like I'm ready. Um, <laughs> right. What is a uh, Spino R gonna do? I don't wonder. I, I'm curious about that too. It better be good. Um, Before now, we ought to know by now. Uh, I. Don't really have a lot to say on this topic otherwise. Um, yeah. Just uh, fix it. Do I, something. Either yeah, I, I just would really like to see, like, either them, like, just, like, kind of signal. Obviously, they're not going to say it outright. But, like, signal, they're just, like, not going to worry about Hexa Orb or Eugene anymore. Yeah. But, or I mean, like, they kind of already did by, like, not really including them in the festival collection. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe that's the sign. I did that. 
Oh yeah, I did have like one more thing to say about this topic. Like, since they've been kind of bringing back random gimmicks throughout V and like they're kind of bringing back random gimmicks, and I feel like especially in V, like they introduced grade fours, and then they did it for a couple sets, and now we don't have any more grade fours. Like the new versions of Zorga and Orphis are both grade threes. All of the bosses in set five were threes, yeah. and the encounters. So. You know, it feels like they're throwing random mechanics at the wall and seeing what sticks. And even though grade four stuck pretty well, they have like haven't really gone back to them. Um, maybe it's sorry, go ahead. Also, like you know, the trend of reverse cards in V. I wonder how long before we get V limit breaks for no reason. Oh no, I don't think they'll go back to limit break. Well, because Spino Driver originally was a break, right? Yeah. Um, so I know they're they're not doing it right now, but I'm just. Wondering, like, will they run out of ideas for V and randomly go back to like Limit Break or Legion? I hope not. V Final Driver is so much better than the Big Break Ride ever was. Oh yeah, by far. Um, I'm trying to find because uh, I don't want to. We're definitely not ended the episode just yet. Where did I put this thing? Yeah, but what um, are you going to say, Matt, about the Great Fours? Uh, yeah, no, I think the Great Great Fours were kind of designed as kind of like a. Uh, it's possible they were designed, shipped out, and they just started designing the next set. And like, well, we don't want to commit to grade fours again. And then, then grade fours popped off. But I have, I'm surprised they haven't like even had an inkling to revisit that idea, unless they plan to do that with the new ride lines as well. Hmm. Like you, ha- you make the new ride on TDs, right? Yeah. And you give them like a some cards in the first set, and the hmm. next set you go, okay, here's grade fours. I know that Persona Ride was like kind of popping off a little too well, and I think that Great Fours were a way to still get that extra card advantage without that like massive swing and moment of having your your front row just be plus ten k all the goddamn time. Um, I think it's a little bit weird of a direction to go. I'm not sure that that was quite the reasoning. Yeah. Uh, because what that means is that if you still like, if you go first, you still get to that turn four sooner. Like you're still getting to I, now instead of the persona ride sooner, it's this I'm going to ride this grade four boss sooner. Yeah. Which actually is a bit more likely um, because you have the extra copy in deck, the fourth copy, uh, instead of the three copies of your whatever's in your ride deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're it's actually just a bit higher consistency in addition to being relatively some more power level. To, uh, to Persona Ride. Um, prob- well, probably higher in some cases, maybe lower in other cases. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's not, maybe I don't quite buy the, the reason because it still benefits the turn player quite a bit. I feel like if you were going to do something otherwise, you would try to do something that uh, bridges the gap in some way, but I'm not even sure what that would be. Yeah, well, especially because like, even past that, they still kept releasing Grade Threes with Persona Ride on them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it, it's just that in order to encourage you to play the Great Fours, they made the effects just better. Except for Bruce, because they were like, we don't really know how to make this more perfect, so throw a Counter Blast and rescan the van. I can't think Heck, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <good laughs> is cool. yeah, it is good. Um, but yeah, for like Bastion and Magnolia, especially, and uh, Prison especially, they just you know ratcheted that power up, and now the downside is like trying to find that grade four to make your game plan pop off. Whereas with a Persona ride, 
even if you don't get the persona right, you still have your grade three with the with the skill that does a thing in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, you can go the whole game without doing that. Whereas like with grade fours, they kind of warp the deck around them. Um, so not drawing into them really is is just not good. Um, I mean. For a lot of decks, your grade three still does something, right? Mm-hmm. It does, but for something like Prison, for example, you like you start running more cards that benefit from higher Prison counts because you can so easily, like you know, rip three things out. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, yeah, it, I think that's pretty uniquely a Prison problem, though, right? Now, Magnolia too, because y- you now don't have to worry about doing like the Persona right to make your whole oh. thing attack. Um, Bastion can actually. Well, Bastion, Bastion just plays the full suite. Yeah, Bastion's like a bad <laughs> um, Bastion does not yeah. care. Nirvana, I get, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Nirvana, um, like you, you want to overdress more as opposed to just doing it when you like need to, like just doing arcs to get cards and then pop off on that Persona ride turn. Now it's I mean, just like just always. Change. You just I always am. overdress anyways because that's all you play for high grade cards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm so glad that Bastion has just ended up being the play as many Bastions as you want. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I read Bastion. I was like, it says any Bastion? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. It's so good. Any Bastion at all? All right, you said it. <laughs> It's so exciting. So, okay, this this is unrelated to what we're talking about. My girlfriend just messaged me saying, "I want you to know that I tell my kids that every time they don't put a cap on their glue stick, a unicorn dies." Mm-hmm. So, she's a kindergarten teacher. But, I mean that. I mean, <laughs> if she said all the unicorns die, or all I guess no, because then then it would only happen once, and then they wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like, if 15 kids do it, that's 15 unicorns dead. But... That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, did, did you ever, like, um, when you were little, did you have, like, your like your dad or, like, a cousin or something have that lie that they kept going for a while? Um, no, just the, just things that they, you don't like doing something, they'll, like, you know, look at you and say something like, oh, you're going to stuck that way or something. Just not, none of the, none of the interesting oh, make a face, it'll stick that way, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, one of those lies. Uh, a comedian friend of mine told me that when, when he was little, his dad convinced him that Star Trek The Next Generation was real. And that... Ooh, it could be. <laughs> and they're just out there. The Enterprise, <laughs> the Enterprise is somewhere out there, and they're exploring the worlds, which I love that. That's great. I mean, I think the intro to the next generation, season one, would probably say that it's not the case. Uh, at least, not in the world we currently live in. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the kid's not watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was the nineties or whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you if you want more stupid uh, questions and stories like this, Patreon.com/slash Nexus at Night. Um, yeah. So this morning we got the reveal for the Amon Reverse card. Now. It looks- so good. It I mean, looks the good. The art looks it good. It certainly looks impressive. So, like, Matt, you have, like, a like a special love. Oh, yeah, I love them. So, <laughs> yeah. can I just read all the cards? 
All right, all right. Go for perfect, it. perfect, perfect. I, am. Here, I, okay. I, I, have, I have to grade three if you want to just. Do all right, three. so Demon Marquia, Amon, Amon Reverse. So uh, act once per turn. You can lock two rear guards until end of the turn. You've seen its power plus 2,000 for each card in your soul. And then if its power is 40,000 or greater, it gets crit plus one. And <coughs> uh, count plus one, choose up two cards from your uh, with Amon, their card name from your soul, and call them to rear. And in turn, you put them into soul. So, so this, what I like about this card is that it's self sufficient. And it's a really big, beefy guy for, you know, basically CB1 being completely self-sufficient. Uh, but it sucks. Um, this card is pretty trash. But it's art is sick. Yeah, Re it's really good. leaning into the whole tree thing. The colors mm -hmm. are, like, kind of gross, but also, like, pretty nice. Uh, the ring looks great. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I like the art. No notes. The art... The original great. Dead Tree, it kind of looked like indifferent. Oh, I know I love that art, too. Yeah. Really? And that it's great awesome. that it's just, like, standing there. Don't you know Matt loves art of things just standing there? That's right. What does Amon need to do? Does he need to do shit? Like, <laughs> okay, see, see, okay, this is, so, Amon Reverse, Chad, does not have to do anything. Just stands there, knows that the followers will do his entire bidding. The other Amon, the, the, uh, the, the normal Amon, just has to do everything himself. Feels like can't isn't in control of the situation. You know, move, feel <laughs> well, like this feel, is for V. The original Amon was just like. Oh no, I mean like the uh, the V Amon. Sorry, the V the V normal V normal Amon was like ha hadn't grown up yet, right? hasn't yeah. hasn't figured his shit out. Yeah, the, the, it's a better card, but it's a better card, but uh, <laughs> uh, the art is less good. Yeah, so I'm on reverse. No notes. Well, for the art anyway. For for Amon Reverse, it's like you can't use it with Death Anchor, which makes it less good. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but, but the grade one for Amon is pretty spicy. Which I also so have here. So let me let me preface this with my favorite card for Amon in G era was yeah. a card called Barmaid Grace, and this was a uh, card that you played. I played like three <laughs> copies of this card. You could play four, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think you were weird. One is a starter, two in deck. It's a starter, and then you, you could play it in deck. You don't even have, I didn't even play it as a starter, I don't think. Uh, I just played three in my deck. Yeah. Uh, you counter plus one, rest it. Uh, you choose a card with a monument's name, soul charge two, and it gets plus one K for each card in your soul. This card is very similar to that card, except yeah. uh, doesn't require a counter blast. Yeah. Which so is super sick. It, uh, so, first of all, when it's placed on Van, you look at top seven for a grade three with a Mon in its name and add to your hand. So, it's, it's specifying grade three, so you can't get any of the grade twos or ones, blah, blah, blah. And then it has an act on rear where you rest it, soul charge one, choose eating it with a Mon in its name, it gets 1k for each card in your soul. So, it's a free barmaid grace. That's and it's grade cool. one. Yeah. So, you this know, it's so much better. That is nice. Um, and then I also have the grade two if you want to. Oh, yeah, there's a great two as well. So the great two is a little weirder. Uh, Amon's follower, Soul Sucker. Uh, so when it's rode upon by uh, Mon, you Soul Charge 3. Yeah, whatever. And when it attacks, you can counter plus one, Soul Charge 1, and it gets power plus 5,000. At the end of battle, if you have a uh, Vanguard with a Mon in its name and six more cards in your soul, you can put it in Soul Draw card. Meh. I am less concerned about this card. It does so, have a Mon in the name, which is relevant. Yeah. Um. So our... Would you run like new dead tree in either V or premium? I don't think I would. Well, if if the SPs are cheap, I'll watch some SPs. <laughs> um, 
They're so cool looking. Yeah. But too bad it's going to have that really bad text on it. You know what I'm saying? What? I'm on reverse? Or... Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I, I just... Yeah, I, I like the old Amon Reverse. I like the new Amon Reverse. They look so good. Yeah, it's just a shame that the actual effect isn't so great. Yeah, I mean, I played the old Amon Reverse. It was pretty easy to get a crow on that guy. Yeah. Well, because, like, you, you got to commit two, and yes, you get more, like, per card and soul, but it's, like, whatever. Past it's a certain literally point two that, Amons. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's nice that, they, that he does call it board. Um yeah, you need what twenty eight k power, so you need fourteen in soul to get the uh, to get the full. Oh no, you need twenty eight. Yeah, so 14 k fourteen cards in soul to get the full effect. Yeah, well, to hit twenty eight or to be twenty four because you oh, okay you need to gain twenty eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like you're at twelve, so you need to gain twenty eight, so you need fourteen cards in soul. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that second effect is meant to combo with the grade two, which is going to go in at the end anyway. Right. Um, right. Right. So, I don't oh, you can get the crit and then pull them out, right? And yeah. you'll, but you'll already have gained the power, so it doesn't matter. You can also pay, like, use the second to pay the cost for the first. Not that you want to, but if, mm. if you have to, you can. Um, so, I don't know. Not the worst thing in the world, but I don't think it's going to be changing hearts and minds. Um, yeah. But whatever, can't win them all. I mean, we're not uh, stacking like three bar, two barmaid grace on a Gilderoy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that takes me back. Good times. Yeah. Except I wasn't doing barmaid grace; I was just blade wing triple. Well, okay, barmaid grace is super cool. It is. Um, High recommend. Yeah. So, I don't really have uh, much else to say. How about you guys? No, I'm kind of out of steam. I kind of said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> Just complaining that Hexa Orb isn't being supported and probably going to die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say about Hexa Orb. It didn't really have any time to, like, even develop, really, because, like, it was clearly weaker than, say, Bastion. Bastion, <laughs> and, like, I mean, set one Bastion was something. At least Eugene was this weird kind of road deck, like, very early. I mean, I, th I think I think the same in grace for Eugene is that it has playability elsewhere, right? Yeah. Or like at least like sense of playability, or at least like people are even trying it. Hexa Orb yeah. is kind of just dead, like on arrival. Like there's pretty much no place that Hexa Orb can even like pretend to exist in. Yeah. Nope. Even Flagberg has a better chance. Even a random grade three that replays an order from drop is <laughs> better than Hexa Orb. Yeah, pretty much. And you can't even do things uh, with it in premium, like you can with uh, Eugene. And I tried to make premium Hexa Orb. It is so bad. She has no advantage. I mean, you could just play any. You could just play Susano, right? Yeah, just play literally just anything, anything else. else. And you get a protect gift to boot. Yep. Like <laughs> you're just think, so far behind. I think if you're gonna cram over like overdress bosses into premium decks, the best decks to do it in her protect just because the gift doesn't matter all that much. Um, that's probably true. Like, yeah, no, I think that's generally true, yeah. Like, with 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 Order Colony, losing the protect gift from your insert Mega Colony boss here, like, oh no, like, no one gives a shit. You're already drawing three. As opposed to doing that in Excel decks where you're getting the draw and the new circle, more multi-attack. Like, it's harder to justify uh, that. 
I'm, I'm an Excel one person now. I I do it in uh, in Big Belly and all the people in the Great Nature Discord think I'm insane. I excel one a lot in Tanchi. Yeah. Um, Gigano Blazer or just something else? No, no, just stuff. Yeah, it's just a spin-o grade one circle. I did it with, um, like, I, I'm, I'm starting to do Harry uh, again, just because Nightmare Dolls are already figured out. I don't need to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... In Harry, like, if you aren't behind, you do Excel 1 just because you can make your, whatever's on the stage hit, like, a truck. Or, in the case of Starry Pop Dragon, just be like, crit, no sentinels, good luck. <laughs> I also find uh, it with Spino, it's very easy to make the rarity call of Spino's effect hit 24 with an Excel mm-hmm. 1, rather yeah. than 19, which is pretty shit. Yeah, um, so, just being able to hit uh, over, a trigger. over a critter on four yeah. like. So I've, I've been kind of on the Excel and Drain Premium. I feel like you just deck out if you go Excel 2 half the time on Intachi, so I don't even bother. I I usually do Excel 2 just for the card advantage, because you lose 2, you draw 2, so that's a wash at least, and then if you get, like, calls off of it, then it turns into a plus as opposed to having to, like, fight for it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder if there's maybe just a better way to fight uh, there. And then just uh, see if you can get uh, Nebiros first. Nebiros and all that good stuff. I Nebiros is a card. Yeah. Please. Look. Okay, I have a plea. Yeah. Eroded Nebiros at one point. <laughs> I do not want to have to explain it anymore. The, the thing about the yeah. Yeah, the gauges really in the so. unit. <laughs> the good thing is everyone's so bad at reading to begin with. No one ever questions me. Oh, really? They just go, yeah, like rear guard or or gauges in the drop zone. They go, okay, because they're not, they they just scan the thing. That's um, literally, it says I, rear guard gauges. Who knows? Twice, literally twice, I've had to pull the thing up and be like, here. Judge <laughs> <laughs> so my opponent can't read the errata page. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Nexus at Night. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, at Nexus at Night. We got merch. We got uh, playmats for sale. All that's in the description or the show notes. Um, Patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. Five bucks a month you get. A whole last bonus show every week. This last week was my friend Dan uh, joining us, and we did a lot of uh, UDO talk. Um, and that also you get access to every other episode before that thanks to darren cole josh jeremy and mule for being ten dollar patrons um where can people find us and follow us uh you can find me on twitter at wiggums two g's two z's find me at plasma eclipse and then you can find me at atlas novak on twitter instagram or you can follow my other show at generation dan on twitter uh that's a gen x a gen uh, y and a gen z talking about whatever uh old guy shit we think of so thanks everybody for listening until next time i was atlas i'm still not I'm Root Beer. Good night, everybody.